This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ plus communities. This is Well, 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 brought to you by the team from Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. Here on Well, 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 you're with Jack in the studio and I'm joined now once again by Sam Dangate from T-Generation Gyms. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. We were just saying it's literally almost been, you know, a year and a week to the day since we were here last yes, time. <laughs> totally. Um, look, I mean, to that point, we might as well get straight into it because... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Talking about the event, uh, the Trans Takeover and T-Gen Gyms, part of that will be able to, like, there'll be some crossover with what we spoke about last time, Mm -hmm. but there have also been a number of events, I think, that um, the trans and gender diverse community are quite aware of that have happened this year that maybe Mm -hmm. have changed some things. So, um, I guess to to begin with, for anyone unfamiliar, what is T-Generation and how did it come about? Yep. So, T-Gen started a little over 10 years ago when I first started my coaching journey. Um... I transitioned almost 16 years ago now, and the world was very, very different back then. Yeah. Um, and access- and in regional Australia. Well, yeah, yeah, New South Wales, yeah, Southwest Sydney, like heading out towards that way. Yes, it was definitely not the world that it is now, yeah. and the understanding, the acceptance, and even the um, tolerance, so to speak, of transgender diverse people in spaces were not kind yeah. of what it was now. Yep. Um, and unfortunately, I was asked to leave uh, certain fitness facilities and my safety was also questioned. So that kind of kickstarted the journey of, you know what, I'm just going to create this space myself. Fair. Um, I guess that passion for health and fitness, um, we spoke a little bit about this last year, but how did that go hand in hand with your um, journey through uh, I imagine part of its sexuality, but part of its gender identity as well. How did those kind of go hand in hand at that point in time for you? Well, as I said, the I didn't understand the language of my own body at the time as I was going through my transition. And the I have been around sports for a lot of my life or just movement in a few different ways and being denied access, mm. denied that ability to really connect within my own body, to understand myself, so to speak, and being gatekept from that space. Yeah. Um, if you, you know, if if you, I am definitely somebody that if you tell me no, I'm just going to go yes because <laughs> why not? And dig I'm in the heel. Yep. Absolutely, like you know, I'm going to dig in the heel. I'm going to make it happen any which way, and that is pretty much how TGen has developed over the last ten years. Mm. It has very much been a. Um, almost like putting the blinders on a hyper-focused mission to where it kind of is now, and. The it, it over the past ten years, of course, journeys evolve, things kind of change. I have moved more from awareness that we do exist and we do need these spaces to access to actually creating these spaces, mm. but not just for me anymore. More so for the new generation of transgender, diverse, and queer coaches, and creating access and opportunity for them to now continue to make positive impact for the broader community at large, and you know, just spreading the gospel of movement and mental health. You know. <laughs> It's an important gospel to spread, I feel. Um, I guess, walk me through what TGen does differently to be more welcoming for queer folk um, who may not be comfortable in 
other fitness spaces that may well still be or more likely by the sounds of it are still gate kept from other fitness spaces uh look in the past 10 years the industry has definitely shifted and changed uh it used to be about 99 percent of operators were not considered safe or safer places at all we're probably at about that 90 percent mark so we've had a bit of movement but there is absolutely Jesus. still and <laughs> still a fair way to go but there there is a lot of really awesome providers out there um so there is definitely the being more inclusive and welcome in spaces coming down to individual like coaches, PTs, all of that kind of stuff through exposure and, and experience and integration within the queer community. It's getting a lot better. Um, what we do differently, a barbell's a barbell, a dumbbell's a dumbbell. Yep. There's no real change in that. A gym in a sense is a gym. It's very much about the interpersonal communication skills. It's the fact that we are of community coaches, all of us ourselves. We have that nuanced understanding and yep. lived experience from a queer or a trans lens. We've all had to battle toxic fitness culture from an employee standpoint and as a client as yeah. well. So all of the coaches, because we have grown a little bit since um, we spoke last, there is now five <laughs> coaches, including myself, yep. and we are all of the trans and queer experience. Um, and you know, we've just, we've done it. We've dealt with the garbage. So by having that understanding, that experience, we frame the, the communication, the induction process, uh, you know, Gym, most gyms don't even ask what your pronouns are. Yeah. Like we're, we're getting there. We're, some of the gyms that I work with, we're getting there. But even just walking in and visibly seeing affirming signage, yep. affirming um, you know, pronoun badges on, on the counter and things like that, just those small little details, you can literally see someone's shoulders relax as they walk in. You said that there's the, the team of coaches has grown um, in the last year or so, but also that there were uh, maybe growing pains is a misinterpretation on my point, but what were some of the hurdles that I suppose you've experienced in the last year or maybe a little bit longer mm. as a coach and seeing so many people go through what what is a far more affirming experience. Mm. What, what do you find you've changed, I, I guess, over that time? I think the, the I've spent, you know, over 10 years in, in the fitness industry uh, and a lot of it was unfortunately learning from the very cisgender dominated, like yeah. hectic fitness culture that we all really know and can't stand. So working with a lot of queer and gender diverse humans, there was a lot of different learnings and different situations that I wasn't, I didn't know to expect regardless of my own lived experience, yeah. just from dealing with such a diverse range of different humans. Mm. And the biggest thing for us and for me and my coaches is every single person that's walked in has had either a poor experience or some trauma related to, and there's the understanding that as coaches, we need to needed to be a little bit more than just fitness professionals, but with, of course, not going outside of our scope, yes. but just managing the stories and the trauma and the lived experience of all of these people also understanding that that is our lived experience as well. And it's yeah. just navigating the nuance and making sure as the coaching team, I have set up the correct support systems to ensure that they have their time. If they can keep doing this work as well, we're all passionate. Yeah. And that's the problem when you care is you yeah. don't say no, but it's like, no, 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 let's take some, you need some time off. Let's swap it. Let's rotate it out. And it's just that added gravity around that when it was not as such a focal point of awareness in mainstream gyms and fitness culture. No, totally fair. Um, what are some of the the benefits for clients? You answered a little bit of this, I guess, in, in that response, but the benefits for clients beyond the physical side, going to a gym, shocker. Mm -hmm. um, what do you hear from clients uh, coming away from 
this kind of experience? So due to the overlap um, with, you know, queer community, neurodiverse communities, we've actually, we find that it's mainly the mental health upswing that comes with it. Like it's movement for mental health. It's have a bad brain day, literally lift a heavy circle, have a great brain day. Um, yes. Like it's, I cannot fault the science. It is, it is fact. <laughs> it is what happens. And it is just, we spend a lot of our times breaking down the barrier and the fear yeah. and meeting people where they're at to build up their workload capacity or build their comfort levels in the space to eventually be able to access some of those benefits mm. and feel those feel good feelings. But that's not going to go anywhere if you're not comfortable and safe yeah. with the coaches in the space. So it takes us a little bit longer, which is so fine. And it's what we do. But it's definitely that mental health clarity, also a lot of pain management for a lot of folks. So I was going to say the, yeah. the, the temptation, I think, when getting into a fitness space, because it's, it's been something that I've delved more into over the last mm-hmm. year or so. I think the temptation for me early on was to kind of go a little bit too hard and fast yes. and not pace myself a yep. fair bit more. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and, you know. A lot of folks, when they start with us, they're like, oh, is that it in the first session? I'm like, yeah, I want you to walk tomorrow. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, I would like you to come back. Do you know what I mean? And it's- You don't want to look geriatric <laughs> sitting down. <laughs> like, I, you know, we are on a ground level, but I don't want to have to carry you to your car. Yeah, like, it's, it, we're going to be okay. <laughs> and unfortunately, that is, you know, the rise of social media culture. Unfortunately, ter- terrible sales and marketing culture. Yeah. You know, you hear some of these really toxic um marketing campaigns of you know lose x in 0.5 of a second and it's like no 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 no, absolutely not and because people don't understand and then you layer on societal expectations it's just a swirling it's a swirl you know all down the drain by the end of it within that scope of uh being a coach where does because i think for queer folk um there's the health and fit there's the fitness side of things Mm -hmm. but then there's also um the diet dietary mm-hmm. side of things i guess does that come up often i guess in part of the, the conversations that you and your other coaches are having and what do those conversations look like is that something that yep. you and the coaches are comfortable navigating with clients so if you don't have the qualifications to talk about nutrition you are not allowed to yeah scope wise yep. and unfortunately um the fitness industry is not very well audited and a lot of people that are talking ah. about these things should not be talking about okay. these things. So we do have a referral network while um, some of our coaches are nutritionally qualified and we do bits and pieces of it, generally because of the overlaps, uh, overlap of complex mental health, uh, EDs, other past There's food traumas of, that yep. we refer out because yep. duty of care. Coach's first rule is do no harm. The last thing we want to do is put somebody in a space that could make them unsafe. So we refer out for clinical instruction and work with consent, of course, with their allied healthcare team yeah. um, to get you know instruction and stuff from there. But in the in the with the folks that we do work on nutritionally, again because a lot of neurodivergent humans, it's just trying to get them to eat and giving them strategies to yeah. work in line with their medication, in line with their doctors yeah, and things totally. like that. Don't write meal plans, don't believe in them. More about, you know, helping bolster out the toolbox of the person in front of me in a way that affirms them. Is that... I appreciate that you were like, this is the scope of what we do. This Mm -hmm. is the extent of our knowledge. And so you've got to obviously put up the the guardrails for Mm -hmm. that duty of care you were talking about. Mm -hmm. The scope of of what you do as coaches, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. is that something that you saw um, done in a healthy way Mm -hmm. in fitness before TGen, really? Because I, I, I'm not someone who navigates the gym, so I can't mm, say that I yeah, really know no, 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 how that works. That's okay. It's it's one of those things where that 
I spent a lot of my time in, especially in the first few years, is learning what not to do. Yeah, Because right. all there was was just not, at least role models that didn't align and very much leaning into that alpha dominant other uh, the archetype. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm you not can't even, even say I'm, it. I'm yeah, not going to give it words because it's not <laughs> worth airtime. Like, nah. Um, it was just a lot of, I don't see myself here. That is absolutely not what I'm going to do. And a lot of my education, because a lot, at least in the very first five to seven years, I was also stealth and not out within my oh, profession as okay, well right. because of the nature of the industry as well. Yeah. Like, cool, I'm a trans, but no, 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 no. That was not the vibe at all. So it was just learning a lot of what not to do yep. as you're working through it. And it was almost like an education in reverse because oh, there totally. wasn't access to mentors and, um, you know, coaches and, and like, I guess, help that yeah. I can access now um, comparatively. Also, I've been doing it long enough that I'll just bang on someone's door and be like, oi, question. It's, it's very, very different. Totally. It was, yeah, very but it takes a lot of mistakes to, I guess, get totally, to that point. Totally. Yeah. You're going to put your foot in it 100%, you know, so many times. And I learn through failure and yeah. fumbling. And that's what worked well for me. Um, I guess it feels like to me, because working on well, 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 we speak more and more about um, the positive impact of health and fitness. Mm-hmm. We were speaking about that mental health impact as well. Mm-hmm. Um do you feel like for those reasons that maybe queer communities have been increasingly interested in health and fitness over the last year? And could that partly be in response to venues like T-Gym or Non-Gendered Fitness or your community health's Rainbow Gym? Like, it feels like there's more more supply, I guess, mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. side. Yeah, that's, um, that's, 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 not, that's not incorrect. How has the, dem- the demand, I guess, been on your, for you? Yep. I think the demand is, has always been there and the want to access has always been there, yep. but the, the safety hasn't been there. Right. Like there has been, I've had many conversations over the years and especially in my own journey, trying to access or try spaces like we've wanted to, yeah. but has been very gate kept from us, which has then created this, you know, loop of poor experience, trauma related. I'm not going to go anywhere near it because no. Yeah. Um, and TGen was not the first. It will not be the last. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, especially in Melbourne, places like Non-Gendered Fitness, Pony Club Gym were around long before TGen were as well. Yeah. We're all relatively close, but all popping up at the same time. Um, I also do think that COVID. Yeah, the pandemic, right. absolutely. And a lot of folks losing touch with their own health yep. and running into complications that they've never had to experience oh, okay, yep. um, has c- turned the lens more so to what can I do? How can I access totally. um, help? And just the visibility of all of these respective services or business owners have had to take the risk on their own and create the demand and need for themselves. So it needed like hats off to anybody creating a fitness business around, um, you know, services around queers and any sort of marginalized groups because yeah. it's it's going to require a lot for you from yeah. you and just the passion from their like hats off. I'm here for it. Totally. How like how good is queer people that we have options now? It is, yeah. Like, but, do you know what I mean? Well, That's I mean, it's been a long so time exciting. coming, right? And you know, it it's not about you know, we're not looking at each other as competition or anything like that. It's more how awesome that we can all service even more. We can reach out further yeah. and you know get to those kids in regional you know Victoria that we couldn't before yeah. or up in the antique, wherever it might be. Like that's really exciting to me. I hope more and more queer operators keep popping up. Very exciting. Mm. Um, 
Tell us about the Trans Takeover and how it might look different from last year's event. Yep. So the Trans Takeover 2.0, the rematch. Um, electric, ever... electric Boogaloo. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. 2.0 <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, don't get me to name anything. Um, so the, the purpose of the Trans Takeover was about uh, like access and consistency over time. Yep. It's not so much about reinventing the wheel. It's mm. about... It's in the takeover. We are moving around and taking over different parts of Melbourne, ideally interstate, other parts. Anyone listening, talk to me. Yep, we'll make it work. <laughs> um, so, no, we're in a different venue this time. Yep. So we were out in Maidstone out west last year. Yes. We're now going to be in Coburg North, so out in the north. Cool. Um, shout out to the ladies over at uh, Barbell Babes Brigade who are hosting us. Um, we have got a different charity this year. So last year we were we donated to uh, Five Grand Collectively to uh, Crew Pride and Black Rainbow. Yep. This year, we uh, the Trans Justice Project yep. is our chosen charity. Um, so all funds are going directly towards them there. A uh, little bit more of an elevated vibe. Last year was some hot mess magic, throwing it together and, <laughs> and working it all out. Yep. This year was a little so bit you, more organised. You, you came across a number of those mistakes last year, oh, I guess, yeah. then? Yep, 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 yep. There was like, oh, yes. Look, it's one of those things anyone that's run events will know. As a participant, you're like, looks great. Behind the scenes, mess. Oh, you're fine. Chaos. Totally. Exactly. So um, we're just a little bit more organised this year. And, of course, as always, we're going to have an after party. Yes. So last year it was at Pride of Our Footscray because it was out in the West. wanted to keep it close. Yep. This year we will be uh, over at UBQ's new venue. Hell yeah. So keeping it nice and close, going to do the things. Um, very excited, uh, except I wonder why, again, I wrangle sporting events and then creatives in the evening. But... I seem to enjoy it, sure. <laughs> really asking for trouble, yeah. goodness. Um, last year, um, I believe uh, the Trans Takeover was, it kicked off Trans Awareness Week? Yes, 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 because it was the Sunday. Yeah. Yes, because it was the Sunday. It was a Sunday to the Sunday. Um, yes, yeah, so it pretty much kicked it off. Walk me through, I guess, the decision or part of your experience, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, folk that you may work with or that you're just friends with, Um Having it close to Trans Awareness Week, but not having it, I guess, kicking off Trans Awareness yes. Week like that this year. So I'm going to be extremely vulnerable and very, very honest right now. Okay. The date was a fluke. It was an absolute fluke <laughs> last year. <laughs> like, no, I totally needed that. Was it like, was so uh, yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. on the date. It was happening. I was looking at it. I knew it was roughly around that time. And when we were trying to coordinate between the gym and staff and just organizing everything, it, just it was fell like, into place. bang. And I was like, you know what? Don't tell anybody. Take credit for it and run. Yep. Yeah, but I, I am coming clean this year. Like, no, I... Yeah, it's <laughs> it was not intended to be because when it comes to things like like Trans Awareness Week, this is you know, transition about 16 years ago. I am very well versed in Trans Awareness Week, all that kind of jazz. And yep. it's I don't want us to wait for a week. Yeah. I do not want us to wait for a week to take up space. I want, you know, transgender diverse queer people to be normalized. We are here. We've always been here. Yep. I don't want to wait for the week. Yeah. I want to pop it on a particular day. This is when it is. Let's just make it happen. Yeah. It's pretty much why we moved it all. <laughs> you know, I, I believe in consistent like awareness, acknowledgement, and you know, it's. I didn't want to steer to dim that light, whether it's in sport, in life. Why wait? Let's just here's the date. It's happening. It's been almost a year. Let's party. Totally. Was was there much um, from TGen or from potentially other queer fitness orgs, groups, gyms? around Trans Awareness Week at all that you saw? Uh, from what I can see, a lot of us are very much in the same thought pattern of we're, we're here all the time. Yeah, we're, totally. We're being consistent. Too. And yep. truth be told, you know, as a trans person, I take that week off. 
Honestly, <laughs> like it is Trans a- Awareness Week to have a nap. Um, <laughs> People are aware of me 51 weeks of the year. That is... <laughs> like, I, 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 good night, yes. Um, and generally, you know, I might, I will go to potentially vigils or a few speaking engagements, but I am sitting at the back, not paying attention. Yeah. Like, I, like, not, sorry, not, not paying attention. Yeah, like, no, no, yeah. The focus of attention, yes. so to speak. Um, and, but yeah, it's generally sitting with my cats watching Netflix doing nothing Hell for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For people that are uh, kind of curious to um, get involved, how mm-hmm. can they get involved mm-hmm. or support the event? Um, you mentioned a charity earlier. Yes. So uh, the Trans Justice Project is our dedicated charity this time. And there's a few different ways people can get involved. So you can actually come to the event, grab a ticket and <laughs> come to the event. I know, shock horror. Um, the event will also be live streamed if there's any folks with access issues or just can't travel. Yep. It will be on the TGEN's Instagram. Look, most of the notices and all the notes will be on the TGEN Instagram. That's the best space for your info. Um Folks can volunteer to work on the event during the day or if our after party. Of course, comp tickets, foods, they'll be looked after, things, bits from there. Best way to do that again, just email the message, the Insta. Folks that uh, want to uh, be involved but cannot take part, they can also buy a donation only a ticket as well. Funds going directly to, or they can just donate directly on their website, basically. There are a few different ways to get involved. Um, Unfortunately... All of the lifter spots have been taken. Everything is organized. We're like, you know, three weeks out. Um, no one else can join, unfortunately, but, you know, jump on for next year. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's always a good time. Like the best time to start was yesterday, I guess. Something, something along, like that. Something yeah. along those let, lines. Let, let's go with that. We'll I'm pop you on a, the list for next year. I'm it's not fine. a poet. Um, <laughs> what do you hope to come from the event this year? I mean, there were a number of lessons to come from last year's mm-hmm, event. Mm-hmm. Um, That's just more logistics and coordination. But I imagine you also would have heard a lot of, uh, positive feedback mm-hmm. from folk at the event as well. How do you feel this year's event will, w- what do you want to see come out of it? So what I'm really glad already is most of the community members that jumped up last year were like, no, let somebody else come in this year and yep. to give other folks a chance. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of repeat humans, which is great seeing them confident enough to come back up again. But and I said, I did say this last time with anything that I do, there's a mantra that sits with me really dear and I hold on to it massively. And it's be the person you needed when you were growing up. Yeah. And in order to be it, you first must see it. So again, providing this opportunity again, so that all transgender diverse humans, regardless of any age, can sit and watch the strength, the resilience of you know, their friends showing up, getting up and changing this narrative of nothing but trans tragedy and trans uh, misery that, no, we are strong, we are capable, we can do this. And this is that, again, it's that consistent message. It's not about anything new. We're just going to keep smacking you over the head until you get it, basically. (laughs) Were there any people that maybe you heard from last year that had a particularly profound experience in that way or high impact? Yep. One One of them that competed last year is an apprentice coach of mine. Oh, work. Okay. And that, and that, that is, <laughs> that is huge for me. So being able to create pathways and access and, and create an environment that has inspired somebody on the same journey that I'm on. That's just, that's amazing. Yeah. I said, it's got nothing to do with me, but it's, it's, it's just, it's just really cool. It really is. There's no other way around it. It's like, they, they believe in what you're doing. They understand the work. They understand the importance of it. They are they have experienced, like that lived experience benefit as well and then want to give though that access, those feelings, you know, all those mental health benefits to the next person coming along. Yeah. I'm here for this. Uh, I guess that's about as much as I feel like I probably could ask about um, the trans <laughs> Plenty of questions. Um, 
what about tea generation gyms where to from here so in general there's a my brain my brain doesn't stop um for better or for worse (laughs) at any particular point yeah it's a bit like that um for the trans takeover in itself so i'm gonna go twofold tea gyms and the trans takeover so the the takeover itself i want it to expand beyond powerlifting i longer term i want to turn it into a multi-event like multi-sport expo of sorts so whether it's a queer and gender diverse expo whether you where you know you've got powerlifting you've got crossfit you've got futsal for all i care like everything why not and then all the respective health services like why can't we take over the melbourne exhibition center and make it a yeah like why not i don't know how we're gonna do it but why not (laughs) not yet (laughs) not yet but it's it's it's, it's on my list um and for tgen in general um the plan has always been to move us into our forever home yeah uh to build a hub of sorts so a a a, a community health hub in the sense of where we've got gym, we've got allied health professionals, we've got, because um, I also do a lot of, uh, I guess, business mentoring for queers and stuff as well, like cut up some rooms up the top, give uh, folks, a, you know, a, a discounted rate where they can hire out a room and start building their life, building their business. Oh, yeah, okay. Why can't you put a barber in there or a tatter? Why not? Like a multi-purpose, like, sure. of course it's queers, communes, all in one big yeah, bang, totally. everything together. So... Just, yeah, finding our forever home and space is the next trajectory, pretty much for us. Do you think that's closer than... Well, were you, were you talking about that this time last year mm-hmm. as well? I've, I've, got, I've got to... Yeah, there, there is a bit of a deadline. So, ideally, like, ideally, I, I want us to move beyond, like, once our lease has ended up where we're at now, I want us to have a nice transition into that forever home, pretty much. Hopefully something to look forward to very soon. We're going to work it out. That's all right. I've got to create the spreadsheet, make it work. <laughs> Fine, we'll get it together. Do all the math. Uh, the, the trans takeover, it is on the December the 16th? December 16th, yes. 10 a.m. kickoff. Where can people find out more? You said there was an Insta. Yes, so T-Generation Gyms on Instagram, at T-Generation Gyms. Uh, flick us a message, comment on the bits and pieces, and our coaches will quickly come back to you. Looking forward to it. Sam Dengate, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Well, 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 supported by Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. For more LGBTIQ plus health and wellbeing and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website thornharbour.org. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.